This episode is brought to you by our friends at FB Autosport. There's nothing worse than spending your race weekend under your car missing sessions because you were too swamped to get everything done in time. Whether it's car prep, new car builds, or arrive and drive, FB Autosport has you covered for Time Attack, GLTC, or WRL. They even have cars you can rent now while you put the finishing touches on your latest race car project. Reach out to Rob at FB Autosport now and tell him that Slip Angle sent you to get your project car finished and get back on track. Man, you jumped right into that one. Yeah, man. <laughs> Coming in hot. Yeah. Press that record button, dude. I love it. So um, we're today we're, we're talking about we're, safety and it yeah, is a complete we're post, coincidence. We're post rev up. Yeah. Post mid post post gingerman rev up where we had some unsafety. I got some questions. So. Oh, not unsafety. Well, on top wow. of that, I spent like, I don't know, a good six hours of my mental bandwidth today thinking about proper sizing circuits for level two chargers in my garage. Yeah. He doesn't want to burn his house down. What a novel idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, that kind of stresses me out a little bit too. So what I don't want to do is pay an electrician $2,500 to run wire in my house because it's not hard. 10 feet too, right? Uh, It's 75 feet. Oh, it's that far? Yeah, Yeah. that's a long way. But like, there's nothing complex about it. It's like two wires that go into my panel and a Mm -hmm. ground. And that's it. Um. But what I don't want is a local news headline that says local idiot burns down house yeah. and kills this whole family. Well, local oh. PhD. Uh, yes. Local <laughs> doctor and car enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've got uh, TJ from uh, OG racing on the show. What's up, man? Not much, man. Thank you for having yeah. me guys. Well, thanks for being on it. And, uh, yeah, we had uh, we had a rollover and a sand trap at Rev Up at our pre-festival event last weekend um, because when cars go into a, into the sand sideways, especially after it's been freshly tilled, sometimes and and also like drizzled on the day before, uh, it bites. So even yeah. if you're not um, going very fast, right, right. And a second gen Honda Fit uh, is shockingly good at rolling over and like literally no structural deformation. Like it needs a windshield and a side window. Um, but well, how, there's this was it going? It was a fit, so it was going like thirty. Uh, well, approaching turn ten, you're probably oh. hitting about eighty in a fit. But then right. brakes were brakes were applied. It was a very soft rollover. But we're talking like the the sand was like deeper than work boots. It was yeah. real deep and real real cushy, real soft. They did a good job, you know, trying to keep cars slow. But uh, yeah, he grabs cars, so, suck yeah. you right in there. But uh, the, the the oddity is that obviously wheel to wheel racing requires window nets so that you know you don't get your arm cut off by your friend. Um, and this isn't wheel to wheel wheel to wheel racing. This is just time trial stuff, time attack. And instinct took over, and his arm went out the window mm. as he rolled as he rolled over, and he broke his arm. So. Yeah, um, man. It's because yeah. that feels like the right thing to do. Doesn't it? Like, I can it picture does, my man. dumb self over a lot of lock crawlers and thought I was going to catch myself for some stupid reason. Have you really? Yeah. And you're like yeah, watching why? the rock and you're like, I can just stop this. <laughs> yeah. And why is that the instant? Do, that. <laughs> <laughs> do you like put your hand out and then be like, oh, and pull it back yeah, in? Or like, like, this is how you lose your hand, stupid. Yeah. Like, it's a, it, I mean, that's a real, that's a real thing. Like, human instinct is sometimes just not good. But, no, because you think um, you're going to catch yourself. Yeah. Well, I yeah, think you can't really trust instinct when you uh, uh, make your local environment basically a byproduct of the last, I don't know, 100 years. We're like, you don't get any evolutionary advantage to be running around 3,000 pound objects that uh, you sit in and move around on at high rates of speed. There wasn't a lot of ancestor like base knowledge baked into our DNA about how to not roll over Honda Fit. No, we are doing that right now. It's, it's our, we are those ancestors. Think how good like 10 generations from now is going to be at catching a roll, rolling over car. So, will they be rolling over (laughs) or will that just be a fun maneuver in the air? Well, Abe bought a science car, so everybody's going to be driving one of them electric science mobiles soon. uh, (laughs) This is going to be an interesting Um, thing because I bought it having never driven one ever. I've never driven one yet. I've never driven an electric car. Really? What did you buy? (laughs) Uh, Model 3 Performance. Okay. Um, Mostly because my friend Alex Moss said, um, this is the best car in the universe as a daily 
like cancel anything else that you have on order just by this. Yeah, Time Attack champion and wheel-to-wheel driver Alex Moss said, buy, buy Jetson's Mobile. Yeah, it'll be better than that Volvo you want to buy, and it's also $30,000 cheaper and available. So, yeah. But you haven't gotten it yet, no. is what you're saying. It's, uh, I think it's going to come in shortly after Midwest Festival. So yeah, okay. pretty quick. What That's I'm, really quick. What I'm doing right now is trying to just wire the wall charger in the garage uh, into my house. So yeah. trying to get my ducks in a row for that. And I'm not an electrician, but I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, which makes me qualified, right? It does. <laughs> it's pretty close. To but the crazy thing is um, it seems like the majority of videos that I've seen on the internet are at least mostly wrong. <laughs> Um, and the reason I say that is because, uh, the wall charger is rated to run a 60 amp circuit, Mm -hmm. but most people seem to wire that 60 amp circuit with six gauge wire, which has a continuous load rating. Um, if they run it with Romex instead of, um, stranded wire, it has Mm -hmm. a continuous load rating of 44 amps. Hmm. There's, there, there's a difference there. Those that's, numbers don't that's a problem. They're not the same. The breaker is supposed no. to be the weak point that trips before the wire fails. For sure. It's, it's, it's actually a blink, man. Come on. Now. It's, it's actually the reason for the breaker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it reminds me a little bit of a problem that I had on the Evo back in the day, which was the injectors that you buy for running E85 or whatever, you know, have a, um, I don't know, like a cap or a mesh on them that essentially acts like a filter. And if you don't have a fuel filter in your uh, stream that is of finer mesh than the injector, your injector is the fuel filter. Yeah. And then you lean out a cylinder and you pop a cylinder. That, that happens. That's how it happens. So. 100%. But don't you yeah. want that many fuel filters? Don't you need uh, fuel filters you gotta, right there? You got to have, the have that big, like, one micron or sub one micron filter, dude. That's that's the jam. But, but then you got pressure drops that you got to deal with. Like, all of this, yeah. engineers think hard. about this stuff. And that's why I spent all day thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's dive into OG before we talk about our own dumb problems. <laughs> and then we run out of podcasts. Um, so years and years and years and years ago, when we first started the podcast, um, our buddy Johnny C was one of the sales guys at OG and he was like, Hey, that podcast is kind of fun to listen to. OG wants to sponsor it. And, uh, and OG sponsored for a long time. And then, uh, and now we have an OG person on again. Where's OG at right now? Where are you guys at nowadays? How's things going? OG's doing great right now. Um, so we survived the pandemic. Day stuff is hot. Day stuff's hot. Yeah, and everything's great. Right now, I'm honestly, there are more people doing racing stuff at this point than ever, I think. We were all kind of worried that there was going to be like a bubble and it was going to crash and it, people weren't going to come back in the same strength as they were. But honestly, I think there are more people that want to get in cars now than ever at any point in life. I, right now. So it's I think during the pandemic, we did we see any drop in car stuff besides a couple of events we had to kind of cancel? Not really. I mean, the only like, one we motorsports canceled was side, it was MCM, right? Yeah, no, if anything, we saw an increase. And I think it's because people were bored at home and they were like, I mean, I guess I can do some safety stuff on my car. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go outside in the garage or I'm going to go outside in the racetrack. You know? Yeah, I can do something yeah. now. Oh, you should do it. We yeah. have all this free time. Well, that's, so, uh, that's good. Glad good, safety um, industry's good. Yeah, and for us, our biggest thing this year has been marketing. Uh, it's something we haven't done a whole lot of in the past, so we've been trying to get out to a bunch of events. And we got to go see you guys at the Glen, which was awesome. Uh, it was our first good life experience. I heard you didn't so have a good time, but it was not because the event was not fun. I had a terrible start of the event, but after, it was wonderful. I don't know so, if that event was wonderful. Okay. It was wonderfully wet. It was fine. You know, <laughs> it was so wet. And cold. That. It's sometimes it rains. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was cool. It was cool to see drift cars at the Glen. Um, am I right saying that was the first time that that has happened? I- I think so. Even even though we only got one dry session, it was like, yeah, first time. Wasn't a lot of them because, like, yeah, they broke in the dry session, and then it was just wet. But we did drifting. We, we did we did a thing. These things happen. <laughs> sometimes you break stuff. Yeah, um, some, sometimes it was – sometimes you just get rained on for three days. 100%. So. 
But I would say yeah. SOG, man, our biggest thing right now is community building and trying to show all of our customers that we really are there for them and that we want to support them and we want to support their hobby because it's our hobby and we love it and we want everybody to be safe and go home to their families at the end of the weekend. Yeah. What's uh, what's your hobby of choice in the car world? Rally. What's your best? Sure. Yeah. So I have a Rally Cross Miata and a Rally Cross Focus. And the okay. Focus is all of the time parked because the Miata is more fun. What uh, what kind of generations are these cars? Which which focus? Oh, so it's a, it's a first gen Miata, so ninety one, oh. and then an SVT yep. Focus, so like a two thousand three. Oh, I loved those, dude, because they were awesome. They were like the they were they were the hottest little hatches, dude. They were the greatest, and I fell in love with them from like the WRC era, and I was like, I have to have right. one. And now, yeah, I they're I they're very it. European, like early two thousands European stuff is pretty dope. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that would be my biggest hobbies, man. And then I support road racers all over, so mostly SCCA stuff, and I travel around and help dudes live their childhood dream. Okay. What's the rock crawler things that you're talking about? Oh, so that was kind of more like in the past. So I got to do a lot of, uh, built a lot of rock crawlers in the past and did some competition okay. rock crawling. Um, and how does one get into that? How do, you, know, how do you dive into that world? Honestly, I, you just, it happened. I don't really necessarily remember how that happened. I was just somebody who had a truck and was willing to shove it in places it shouldn't go. And <laughs> that was very appealing to the rock crawling community. So then yeah. quickly became like, let's build rock crawlers. And okay. man, we've built, I've built some really cool stuff over the years. Um, like, so uh, chaos off road. I worked there for quite a while. Um, and okay. we built some really cool Jeeps over there. They were at the Hyperfest this weekend. So a lot of people are probably okay. there fresh in their brain of chaos and all of the fun stuff that they're out there doing. Where, where did you do this stuff? Like what part of the country? So Winchester, man. So East coast. So, I mean, all within a couple hours from, you know, DC, all there's rock out. crawling out there. Yeah, man. So there's, it's nothing but big Appalachian mountains out here. So as long as it's different, right. So out West it's very open. So you get these nice big landscapes where it's kind of like yeah. rally racing up mountains in the east moab and so, moab is like the wild one and then you get all the any of the hammers and all that stuff yeah yeah man and, it's, yeah. and the east coast is nothing like that east coast is sloppy with trees and it's you know tight, so you're tight, like trail tight. crawling stuff like that yeah absolutely and that so, stuff is that's sad that's that's exciting like it's oh, fun to that's fun stuff i've like dabbled in that world for like three days and uh, <laughs> like and and I almost bought a Jeep after four hours. It's because it's so fun. And you can kind of do yeah. it anywhere. Yeah. There's a trail somewhere, like somewhere within 10 miles of your house. Yeah. Somewhere. Even, you know, you should probably use it, but maybe you shouldn't. Who knows? Just yeah. Maybe you get shot. Maybe you get shot. <laughs> uh, what kind of like off-roading and rock crawling stuff? Like how long did you do, did you do that? And what kind of stuff did you guys build? Uh, so... I've kind of off and on since I was a teenager, really. Um, and everything from really simple, like Broncos and K5 Blazers to full tube frame Ultra 4 buggies. Oh, really? Everything, everything in between, man. Um, we built some really cool Jeeps for Amazon AWS. They uh, they had a disaster relief program that we got to build some really neat Jeeps for. Really? So we were building all these like really cool long travel Jeeps to you know, fly sensitive equipment out through the roughest terrain during hurricanes and natural disasters. It, oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's fascinating. And it's like it's workhorse off road stuff. Yeah, it's amazing how fast you can go off road, honestly. And it'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, go I mean, fast off road. I've never gone fast off road, but I've seen rally stuff. But yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the coolest perks of that job is we had like a couple jumps in the back. And most yeah. customers like to see their vehicles get jumped because they wanted to know that they could do that. And man, so like they, they swipe the card for like the 20 grand upgrade and they're like, Hey, do you want to jump it? Yes. And then you get to jump it. And then they're like, take <laughs> me for a ride and jump it with me in it. <laughs> that's so, that's nerve wracking. That's, that's a thing. Oh, it's great. It, it was the greatest stuff, man. Um, and I'm, the owner AK would give people the greatest rides. I mean, he would yeah. bring people back and they couldn't stop smiling until they left. That's a, that's a totally different portion of the hobby that like most road racers like the closest they get is lifting an f-150 you know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, seeing that big yeah. sit in the uh, mall parking lot i mean they look cool with them big method wheels and a four inch lift or whatever but um yeah that's a it's like the the same disease but a totally different symptom like it's we're talking how many yeah. of those diseases little little niche diseases are within our industry yeah yeah that's true that's true how do you get into rally cross stuff uh so 
Just a natural like, progression or cheaper or I've what? I've always wanted to. Um, I've always wanted to do rally stuff, and I always wanted to get into some sort of racing, and most of my experience was being like crew for road racing. So getting to do road racing was almost impossible because I was always at the track working. So the easiest thing was rally cross was like, didn't share the same schedule as most of my road race stuff. And oh, I, had, I had kind of a junky Miata and I was like, well, this is a real simple solution. I'm building spec Miata. So I have all of the extra parts that I could ever want. I should probably just go beat this one up. That makes perfect sense. And man, it's, it's surprisingly not hard on cars. Like I've been is running it, the same car for three years and it's really never broken anything bad. Is there a pretty good scene by you? Like good sights and everything or awesome rear wheel drive scene, which I hear is not something in the rest of the country. We have like anywhere from 20 to 25 um, rally guys that will come out for rear wheel drive class. And I hear mm-hmm. that that is like a, not a real thing anywhere else in the country. Wow. Which is cool. It's so, all, all BMW. So I get my ass kicked constantly because <laughs> more power than me. But it's still yeah. fun sending it and trying to catch them. For people that don't know anything about rallycross, like it's kind of like an autocross in a field, I would it imagine. Is. That's yeah, that's, for sure. In in yeah, most cases. Like, that was yeah, my uh, cases for that sure. was my first type of competitive driving, actually. Yeah. In like I, your old Subaru, right? Yep. Yep. How how hard was that on an old like WRX? Well, it depends. Do you want to win? If you yeah. want to win, it's the most hard on a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> like the only way to win a rally cross is to not give a fuck. About your car? Right. And if, what, if what did you, you what did you do to your WRX? We've talked about um, this like years ago. So like nothing crazy. It was um it'd be like an upgraded clutch, uh a slightly upgraded turbo which would still it was like a 16g upgrade for a wrx okay um and some bigger injectors and i still ran pump gas so it wasn't like you raise it uh, i did i did lift it and i used to um do you remember the wagon attack video yeah i built that car yeah i know so (laughs) like uh i took my wrx to the dunes quite a bit in the summers that i had it yeah that's awesome that's Um, awesome yeah super fun but uh, yeah, I like Silver never finished. I never finished that well in the rally cross, mostly because I sucked and I drove on all seasons. But I also drove my car to and from the event, and the cars that so were you, yeah, you, fast you preserved it. did yeah. not do that. Uh, TJ, do you do you wheel it to the events or not? I so historically no, but this season I have decided that my goal was to drive it to every event. But man, that's kind of stressful. And it does make me think, like, maybe I shouldn't be quite this hard. And How far away are they from you? Closest one is uh, Summit Point, and it's about 35 minutes. Uh, Okay, that's pretty close. It's not bad, yeah. Furthest one's, um, well, I guess furthest one's VIR, and that's like five hours. I'm still shy about that one. I don't know that I necessarily want to do five hours after I rally something. TJ, my my experience was... I was not so worried about like maybe breaking an axle or something that you might do on a road course. Um, because the, like the shock, uh, in the, the drivetrain wasn't really coming from having a bunch of traction, but yeah. like if you went through a rut and you bottomed out the car and you broke a radiator support or like just bent a control arm or something, those were the more common types of things that concerned me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, just just generally making the car not a car anymore. Yeah, just <laughs> just making one of the wheels point the complete wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, a, a, and probably like on a probably a Sunday. It's probably a Sunday as well, and nobody can. Oh, help. you know, it would be last session on a Sunday. So right. Yeah, nobody can help. Advanced is closed. O'Reilly's told you to get to get screwed. You know, just sorry. We don't so have that. I rally cross when I lived in Chicago and we would I would drive to either Fort Wayne, Indiana or Indianapolis to do rally cross and then you just drive home. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty far still from where you were. A couple of hours at least. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure. There, there's a pretty wild scene around Detroit as well. That, really? Uh, yeah, I've been invited. They they have like they have a bunch of they have a couple sites. I think one of them is like you know, circle track, but like the owner of the circle track uh, also like wants to utilize the rest of the facility. Um, some, uh, yeah, some listeners of the, of the show have reached out and invited me to drive, you know, old Mazdas and things like that. 
but it's always on a weekend that, you know, that we're doing something or it's one weekend removed because we do too many things. Yeah. Sure. Um, Cause you need a one whole yeah. weekend to yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, my, I got to stay married and I want to be a dad. So yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, important things. Uh, those, those weekends aren't for myself. They just disappear and you don't remember what you did, but you did a thing, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess there's scenes all over the country and this is like a growing thing. Like we've even got some like, some buddies that drive with grid life that are SCCA rally cross champions, like at the nice. national level. So, yeah, okay. Uh, because they're like, Oh, that looks really fun. And they did that for a bunch of years. And then they're like, I guess I'll go to the championships and do that some more. So yeah, uh, it's it, cool it, to see that that's so that's growing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's also so inexpensive, right? I mean, like it, at most it's like a hundred dollars a day. Yeah, entry fee wise, and and how's car prep though? Like, you know, it's a high bad, level, man. I mean, honestly, I can run the same are, set of tires for two years if I really are people want. generally just driving really simple cars, and like, it depends. So we it's a mix, man. So we have a decent amount of stage cars that show up. Um, oh, so it's yeah, either cool. stage cars or it's, it's like you know spec Crown Vic. We got a bunch of dudes that show up in Crown Vics, which is hilarious and kind of stage awesome. cars, stage wreck cars, meaning like stage rally, like full prep. Yeah, rally cars. yeah, exactly. Like full yeah. prep ARA cars. When right. when I was living in Chicago, there was like an entire contingent of Polish guys with wicked fast Evos that would go around to like all the rally crosses in the area and just crush because they beat the crap out of those cars yeah those dudes came up to uh to snow battle when we yeah. did frozen lake racing and yeah, they and beat they the crap out of cars there too frozen lake racing yeah that's something yeah. i always wanted to do it's sort of like rally cross it's also sort of like road coursing and it's sort of like autocross like and, and sort of like drifting all at the same time <laughs> yeah and definitely if it's real drive it's definitely like drifting like the most the most on power uh like counter steer you've ever had is ice racing with studs. Were you, yeah, you're on studs, right? What were you driving? S2. Um, yeah, S3000, uh, Miata, uh, E46 M3, and I've driven a Honda Fit and a Del Sol. So. Um, awesome. Most of those were on studs. The Honda Fit was not on studs, and it was dog terrible. <laughs> but, but like a bone stock NB or NA Miata with like a halfway decent set of studs, is maybe the most glory. It's not that fast, but like it's it, it's all counter steer, Scandinavian flick, and like just the the only thing you have to do is figure out how to stay on power and keep the nose pointed in the right direction, and that basically means that you're you're just drifting the entire thing, like with as minimal angle but as most throttles you can. It's amazing. It's a time of outside this it, 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 building the studs takes you like 50 hours <laughs> if you if you do, do you it right do? like some like tires and then stud everything uh like the, the there's some there's some write-ups uh asm has a good write-up on their on, on their website or on youtube or something but uh, yeah. that's the one like a lot of people follow 365 racing or whatever uh, is their website those guys got right. so crazy into it a few years back that they had to like turn it down a little bit so they <laughs> yeah. have they have yeah. now a spec stud you can't go longer than that it has to meet a certain requirement because they were like getting close to rolling over cars because they oh yeah grip. got nuts <laughs> awesome so but like the, the the rough the rough like tire description is like uh worn down 200 tread wear uh so you drill you know 200 holes in it and run a 5 16 bolt giant fender washer silicone caulk uh, and the bolt sticks through it, obviously. Big lock washer and another fender washer, maybe, and a uh, big a lock nut and a fender washer. And then yeah. you sharpen the end of that with a. I know what I was envisioning. Yeah, yeah, with like a stud sharpener, like you, you make it pointy and you make it like deadly. Uh, and you do that like two hundred to three hundred times a wheel. So, yeah. fuck, it's like a whole. Yeah, game. the the We're crazy talking, thing is, uh, I, I've yeah, I've heard it be a fifty-hour project to do four wheels. I could see that, especially the, if you really gave a shit. The right. Crazy and then you like coat is, the whole inside with tire goop. And then sometimes they even get as crazy because they don't want to air up the tires all the time. They like find the appropriate like tractor tube mm, and yeah. they do a tube, a tube inside it. So yeah. Wild. I think the that. crazy thing about ice racing is that if you compare to like a high performance summer tire for road course, the amount of grip, the lateral grip that you get um, is about the same. On real ice. similar. Yeah. Real awesome. similar. 
That, yeah, I got to try that. Real fast out of the out of the hole. Obviously, you make some ruts, but uh, real fast out of the hole. But then at speed, you've got like more more like rotational ch- like control. Like when you like flick it a little bit, you know, and the back end comes around. But as long as you're applying power, uh, it'll it'll do whatever you want. You just have to keep the nose pointed in the right direction. Like it's it's different, but it's real fast. <laughs> so. Like real, really, like dangerously fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm so here for this. Is this yeah. like time stuff, or is this like wheel to wheel? Uh, no, we we've only ever. I mean, people do wheel to wheel. We've only ever that. done. So uh, the the ASM group up in uh, Wisconsin, three six five racing, and uh, Central Wisconsin <laughs> Sports Car Club. Like it's all it's the whole like they're all the same gang of people. They uh, they've sort of like hosted it and we like sell the tickets and they always do it like a half a dozen other times a year, maybe more. It depends on the season. But the last couple of years, they have like plowed a road course. Um, so it's basically like a 40 foot wide road course. They did a replica of Gingerman at like half scale. So it was like a one mile versus a two mile. Um, and like they've done a couple other courses and then, they, you know, they'll make their own. But you have to get out there at like 2 a.m. with a plow truck and just start plowing and trying to make the, you know, they, you get small berms, but berms that somebody can drive over and not ruin yeah, the car. Sure. You, you, usually, sometimes the berms are bigger. Well, if, on the it's, season, if it's so. cold enough, if you touch anything, you ruin your car because you're, oh, yeah, you're yeah, below yeah. the yeah. glass transition temperature and it, your plastic's not really a plastic anymore. Uh, yeah, that no. totally makes uh, sense. Yeah, one, I can see a bumper getting obliterated. One year, yep. like even a uh, even an orange cone, could like just shatter one oh, year yeah. we did it's an rock event there yeah. where the air temperature outside during the event was minus 26 that wasn't, wasn't that cold that wasn't that, the that, wind that, chill that was the lose. air no, temperature me a little <laughs> well you, you the four-sided tents you get some enclosed trailers and you get a you get some fire That's yeah fire. I, I definitely just talked myself right out of bringing an open trailer <laughs> Yeah, no, you probably want to bring the enclosed and you want to, you know, bring the big old Harbor Freight Loud Boy generator and uh, get some power, get some fire, and it's doable. When but. it was that cold, we just like sat in the car and hung out. Basically, like you do sure. at an autocross, except it's on yeah. this. And you just pity the guy who's working like the release point of grid. No shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. They and, might and be it's sitting in the Eric. car also. <laughs> uh, but those, those Wisconsin guys are insane. Like, um, the crossover between ice racing and snowmobile is quite a lot. And I remember seeing on that day, uh, Eric Kaler was driving his, what is it? An NA Miata in like full yeah. snowmobile gear with the, Crusty. with yeah. the top down. And he, on the dash, it had the air temperature sensor and it said minus 26. Awesome. Yeah. The, that's the Miata that I drove a bunch of laps in and it's terrible. It was so, I think they retired it, but it was so bad by the time they retired, because it was so rusty. I mean, it came from Chicago as like a daily driver, and then it just sat outside in Wisconsin for like 10 years. But it was so flexible. Like, there's pictures where like the 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 rear end is is like horizontal, and the front end has like 20 degrees of flex to it, because like the car is broken. <laughs> this is not a car anymore. Awesome. <laughs> Full trophy uh, yeah, I mean, it, it look, literally, that's like, that's the image. It looks like it's just a full flexing off-road vehicle, you know. So, but it had a roll bar, and, and you tied yourself to that roll bar, and you, you went 50 miles an hour sideways. So they they have retired that. I think they did a Mustang, and they've done a couple other things over the past few years, him and his wife. So. Yeah, I went, yeah. I went in. Lots of winter goals. Yeah, I mean, that's a, there's, it's, if you really want to drive somewhere, like I wish it wasn't five hours away and I wish I didn't work two jobs because if it was two hours away, I would just be gone all the time. Yeah. Like, it's right. how, how fun would it be to go do, do three hours ripping. You've gone for like eight hours and you're back. You know? I mean, it sounds um, like the most fun. We're talking serious seat time too. Like insane. Like you just, you need a, you need like a place to be able to drive onto the, there was a boat launch and there used to be a bar there. And so like the bar, we'd give the bar some money and then everybody would like drink at the bar for an hour afterwards. And the bar was stoked about it. He just drove off their boat launch right onto the racetrack. Yeah. No shit. Cause it's off season for them. I bet they love having it. Right. Yeah. They got three people watching football in there. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then at 5 PM, everybody buys three drinks and then like, you know, does a fake award ceremony, uses the bathroom and leaves. So, so. <laughs> 
Awesome. Yeah, pretty dope. Pretty dope. I'm here for it. <laughs> so, God, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta get you ice racing. We gotta do more of that. But, um. So anyway, you uh, we we came out to talk about safety, and I figured we'd just talk about race cars, which is we could, we could talk about race cars because we're talking about some safety. We talked about rolling over in the ice. We, we talked about unsafety. Like uh, yeah, the the cold and the cones exploding the cars and the rusty race cars. Um, Maybe we're terrible but, role models. Well, I mean, <laughs> might might be a problem, but <laughs> it's more do as you say type thing, right? Yeah, I mean, well, if we're talking about driving terrible rusty cars, maybe not. Yeah, so, good point. Yeah, maybe not. But um, yeah, in uh, we've had a few conference calls with you guys at OG, just talking about you know, um, uh, you know, talking about uh, us and working with you guys, and and it's they've been like fun podcasts, just randomly BSing about cars. So we figured we got to do a podcast. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, the fun has been had, but yeah. The uh, what all does OG sell? Like for so, people that have never been on there, uh, what do you guys all? What's your big core market? I mean, OG sells everything that you need to be safe as a driver, whether it's for you or it's for the car. So I mean, everything head to toe as a driver, all the soft goods and stuff that are going to keep you safe from fire. We have all that stuff. Right. I mean, we have just about every manufacturer's helmet. And then car stuff, we do not a ton of hard parts, but we do all the safety stuff, right? So we do some harness bars. We do all the different harnesses, lots of different seats. Um, our, our three big are, um, say, or, sorry, Sparco, OMP, Saybelt. Uh, yep. We do some Alpine Star. Um, and then we do a lot of other stuff, man, like AIM Data, Garmin, Catalyst has been a big one for us this year because okay. they're awesome. Um it made a lot of little stuff like that, but really we try to do everything that the driver could need or be sitting there at the track going, man, if I had this, my day would be better. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're trying to figure out what all those products are and what people really need the most and what they're just not bringing or maybe what they're kind of a little absent minded on, right? That maybe they should be thinking about more. Yeah, we, we actually just bought, Gridlife just bought a bunch of helmets through you guys just because we have absent-minded drivers who, like, didn't yeah. read the rules. And they're like, oh, I just brought my dirt bike helmet from the 90s. Is that cool? Uh, and no, it's not cool. It's not cool at all, man. No, man. We, sorry. We, those are, the, the insurance approved our rules, and our rules said no dirt bike helmets from the 90s, bro. Yeah, so please stop bringing it. Man, it's amazing yeah, how many weird helmets you actually see people bring. I, there's them. been helmets that you're like, did you buy this at Toys R Us, man? Like, yeah, where, where the hell did this come from? Like, this where isn't even, this has this has no ratings at all. <laughs> it's and so bad that somebody even put their name on it. I don't even think there's plastic on the thing. This is whole. It's foam and vinyl. <laughs> yeah, it's really just a cooler yeah. for your head. Yeah, it's, it's it's like for the power wheels for your child, and that's it. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of bogus stuff. Thing was last weekend, uh, dude. Didn't somebody like break their leg real bad? Speaking of good safety, I'm not positive, oh, but yeah. I wouldn't put it past it. It was a it was a spectacle as always. I, yeah, I saw a couple of videos, like slow mo videos that that were like the oh cringe slow mo video. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of unsafety of the uh, downhill power well, race. I mean, you gotta you gotta do something with that racetrack in the middle of the night. So you do. You gotta have fun, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That that has been like, uh, like the. I mean, credit where credit where credits due. Like Hyperfest has, especially the VIR. They've got like a unique facility there, and they use the whole dang thing. And that's a super unique use of a facility. And the fact oh. that like they can somehow figure out how to get allowed to do it. Like, man, I'm not even, I'm not the saying they're insured, but the fact that they got allowed. Yeah. It was wild. It was a wild event. Yeah. There was many moments where I was sitting there going, I don't understand how you're allowed to put this VIN on in here. I don't know if they are, but yeah, sometimes you just like, you know, you just have that, like that card that says you can do what you want and it just happens. So I mean, good old get out of jail free card. You got to have those. Yeah. That, that is like, that's quite the facility to do a lot of things. The place has got kind of, I mean, it's got a great car track, it's got off-road stuff. It's got uh, one of the best road courses in the country. And then, then like an internal drift course, like in the middle of it, like it's, it's literally just perfect. It's made for that kind of stuff. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they won't let us run a grid life there because they're like, Hyperfest said, no, you guys can't come. And I'm like, dang it. Really? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, because Hyperfest is completely threatened by Good Life, and the owner hates us. <laughs> but but I understand. Like uh, I don't want to like encroach on his party, so I get it. I'm not, you can't be mad. I about mean, it. at the same time, though, aren't the same people going to go party at both of them? Doesn't it seem like you would make the audience more rabid if there was more in and different versions of what should you should be all of the hyperfests and all of the grid. Yeah. Lines. I would love to work with them. More let's, fun let's, let's do them both, man. So yeah. I don't know. tag team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Well, some, maybe someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't have any ill will. Like I'm, I'm glad that they have a safe event every year when they, when they have a safe event every year. And that means we can all keep doing what we do. So I mean, I know we can be hopeful, but man, I doubt it. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I just don't VIR. see that happening. Yeah, I've had good long calls with VIR, and then they're like, all right, well, we'll talk next week. And they're like, nah, we can't do it this year. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't have a lot of hope. We'll see. Uh, well, there's plenty of other good tracks for you guys. It's, it is a good track. Uh, it, it it might be the best for, like, it's a, it's like just built for that, for that event. It's because it's so big, man. Like you can space it's all huge, that out. Gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, were you guys uh, were you guys there the entire weekend? You guys have a booth and all that we stuff. Or? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we put on a little booth with a saw belt there. It was uh, it was a good time. Yep. We had a couple uh, XD show cars out there. It was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, did you have our friend Mark yeah, with the Civic? We did. Yeah, yeah. He put a hole in that car. <laughs> yeah, that man. dude. That dude windowed that block. It was not like a small little. It, it was fun because the rod was like kind of stuck out of the hole, and it was like, "Hey guys, I'm in here." <laughs> that's a. That's a he, he said like, that it had been together for nine years before. It yeah, it was in like his previous two builds or something. But that car is pretty unbelievable as far as like the build quality goes. So. Dude, that car is wild. That guy's a hell of a yeah. craftsman. I kept telling him yeah. that, but I don't think he was. I don't think he heard it enough. So if he's listening, I, he should hear it one more time. Yeah, God, I, I think really he, he had a he had a rough weekend. He's never had like the most dialed weekend with that build. He's only driven it a few times. Okay, uh, but man, what a the potential and like the the quality with that car is ridiculous. <laughs> It's a monster. It, it was at our CMP weekend and, you know, just the, the typical teething pains, but still went pretty quick. Um, but man, it's pretty. It's just the first time I saw it was when it debuted at PRI a couple of years ago. Okay. And, and like, what a nice car. It's a freaking nice car. So. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It, it's also, it's, yeah. it's incredible to see Gikel, like him and his wife's level of enthusiasm for it and how much work they're actually putting in. There's a lot of stoke there. A lot of stoke. Yeah, man, for sure. They, they were, they were trying to get to Midwest uh, to our festival next weekend, but then obviously the, the little peekaboo by the rod out the front of the motor. You know, yeah, might not see old, might not see Mark. So. <laughs> It'll put a dampening on your weekend for sure. Yeah, that that sucks. That sucks. So, um, in uh, in regards to like uh, the business side of things, what uh, is there any new developments in safety world, like fire world or harness world or helmet world? Like, is there anything that's or head neck restraints, like all these things have evolved so much in the in the last ten years. Um, hey, they really is, there any, is there anything that's like super uh, applicable to some crowd that we don't know to talk about, or like where's head and neck at and all that? Necessarily super new. It's there's a lot of the same old stuff that's just kind of been revived, right? It's, like, it's the safety industry is kind of coming to the fashion industry where we have now we have new colorways, everything. So unfortunately, like we'll have Sparco or OMP come up there and they show us all the new gear for the season. And it's like, cool, new colors. Damn. Oh, it's just prettier. Yeah. It's well, fun. Um, well, in this hobby, like, like aesthetics mean a lot in this hobby because you spend the entire time building a car, all your free time. You want it to look dope too. So a hundred percent, man, even more so like in the carding world. Carding guys get so particular about all their stuff matching perfectly because they're just out in the open, right? So, like, you can see everything they're wearing. Yep, yep. I would say, for me, one of the more exciting things is a new shoe from uh, Sparco. They created, like, the van-style race shoe that everybody's always wanted. Really? Uh, yeah, man. It's dope. It is everything that a van's is, right? Like, same kind of soles, super, like, soft canvas sides, and it okay. kind of looks like a van's. It's called the uh, Sparco Fintura. Or future oh uh, and they're not that expensive man they're like 160 bucks like they well, i've been right looking at I, I need a new shoe so this could be you it's yeah, i need a, a new shoe i literally wore i wore a hole in my shoe heel towing uh, yeah 
like the side of my heel because like I have big feet, so I I don't actually like I he I I toe and I side a foot instead yeah, of like yeah okay sure heel, and so I've got some holes like wearing in a in a seam there, and like yeah when the when the gas pedal pokes the side of your foot, you're like I'm gonna probably do something about this. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's not good. it sounds like we should get you some new shoes, dude. That uh, that might be a shoe. I, I, every racing shoe that I've ever owned, I've owned like three pairs in twenty years. Do and they have all racing like these... shoes that look like work boots? <laughs> dude, yeah, you got any like Red Wing styles? Because that's usually what I wear. But I mean, sort um, of. So there are kind of some mechanics um, boots now that are SFI and FIA for all the crew the, guys. So like the biggest, the really biggest problem with shoes is like not, they're not shoes. <laughs> Like most race shoes aren't real shoes, and you're like, yeah, oh man, man they're like slippers with a hard plastic thing on the bottom. Yeah, and like a, a fireproof like faux leather. Yeah, yeah, no, there, there's not a whole lot of shoe to them. I will say another one that has come out that's uh, pretty cool is Chicane shoes. Um, they came out of the outdoor space. They were um, okay. Obos shoe company, and the owner had uh, sold Obos and decided that his love was still race cars and that he wasn't quite done working yet. So he wanted another shoe company. So he created created uh, chicane shoes. And out of all of the race shoes, they actually feel like you could wear them all day. Like they have arch support, really? real insoles. Um, they're really nice, man. That's all they do is shoes. Okay. That might be something to think about. My my problem with like a race shoe is I get out of the car and then I have to like go back to working grid, <laughs> and I don't want to stand around. I don't want to stand around in my cheap race shoes, you know. No, or stand they like hard, they hurt race shoes I'm, that are terrible to wear. Well, I'd wear expensive ones if they were comfortable, you know. Like yeah, but they're until not. you get a break until until like you know Sophie comes up is like go go change your shoes and get out of your suit uh, or Carson tells me to go you know go take a break, but like you get out of the car and you're standing there and then it feels like you're wearing cardboard on the bottom of your feet. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's not fun. Better so. shoes. All right, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna spend some money this week. I'm gonna call you uh, tomorrow. We're, we're gonna find you some fun <laughs> shoes. Then. We got this. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big size 13, too. So. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get yeah. you some little mini yeah. skis. We got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that mean you're real good at I hadn't even thought about this. <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, I'm I'm, uh, I'm bad at water skiing, too. So I'm not yeah. good at anything. All right. I'm not good at racing cars. I'm not good at building cars. Abe tells me I'm a terrible mechanic. But, you're you're not a good mechanic. Yeah, I'm a gr- I'm a great mechanic. See, great the problem mechanic. is you're probably better than 99% of the people on the planet, but you surround yeah. yourself by like with the other 1%. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm mid I'm mid middling at best in uh, in the average paddock, but so you, your top 1.5% is what I'm hearing. I've done 272 engine swaps in my entire life. So, and they've all been largely successful. Like but like number? The born contrarian a, would say, why was it necessary to Shit, swap that new. many engines? Uh, well, because most of them I did for money in college. Um, engines, trans, all that kind of stuff to pay for college. And then... 16 of them, 17 of them, I've done in my own car because, like, oh, I'm getting bored with this. I'm going to put something else in. Um, done them in pickup trucks. I've done them in step vans. I've done them in boats. I've done them in a lot of things. Some I've, people race yeah. their wheel-to-wheel car. Adam just swaps the engine every year. I just work on it. I just work on it. you got to have <laughs> hobbies, right? <laughs> yeah. Winter is long. You know, you got to have something to stir your brain. Winter's cold. Got to spend some time in the heat. When you got a heated garage, you got to utilize it. So. Oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, this is the first. This is the first year in, I think, maybe ever, where my car will see track use in both years and have the same engine at the start of one year versus the end of the previous. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's got to be some kind of record. I'm going to give myself a trophy. It's a milestone. Yeah, it's a my and the same like and the same forced induction or naturally aspirated uh, choice. So sometimes I'd, I'll have ITVs, and then all of a sudden you got a supercharger. And then now we have not we have not delved into the engine bay aside from like getting rid of rubber hose and putting stainless braided in and stuff like that. So yeah. anyway, yeah. I'm just now I'm rambling. I, now I, got, I really I, want to know how many engine swaps or like transmission swaps I've done in my life now because. 262 sounds like a lot. Yeah, like, two, or a 270. I think it's 272. I'm like, maybe that's not a lot. 
I don't really. Well, know. I mean, we're talking like 20, 22 years of working on cars. That's like not that many a year. It's okay. Especially when you surround yourself with a bunch of crappy like Honda year. All right. Yeah, cr- crappy Honda friends. I've definitely done. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I get it. Jim bought it. Yeah, guys. Jim bought a V16, dude. He needs help. So you go help Jim, you know, and then you do that, like, you do that 20 weekends in a row. <laughs> it's just like how it is. You know, I haven't done a lot of engine swaps lately, but there was a year where I did like 60 in a year. So, yeah, sure. Like, you do one on a Tuesday night and then you do one on a Saturday night. And, like, there was, I, I still have a scar from doing wiring. Because uh, old Hondas, there was a dual point injector and then a multi point injector on the same generation of car, and there was like yeah. a you had to follow this tutorial of like moving wires around, and you did some soldering if you were legit. And I always had the solder gun, right? And like I forget what we were drinking, but we were drinking some energy drink slash booze from 2002 that was orange in Michigan, 2001 maybe. It was right after 9/11. Um, and it, it was gross, but like somebody had gotten a case of them and I had a couple of these things and I'm like wired out of my mind, also like buzzing. And I leaned, I'm like trying to get the wires separated and like, and, and like take the, you know, the stripper on the wires and like strip the little ends off. I got to like strip four wires. I'm lean, I'm under an engine bay or under a dashboard upside down. And I, and I'm just like, what is that smell? And I had leaned on the soldering iron, and I still have the soldering iron burned into my arm. Still have it. So. That smell is Adam. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's what I smell like when I'm delicious. <laughs> a little bit of cooked forearm. Yeah, a little bit of cooked forearm, you know, of a, of a, of like a 21-year-old version of myself. That's hilarious. And do you yeah, know, I get it though, man. Having been a welder for many years, you you have a certain smell sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you know. Yeah, When you're welding a roll cage and you're upside down and that spark gets in the wrong spot, oof. Then it's always going to go in the wrong dude, spot. It's dude, just weird. Well, the, when the wrong spot is between the legs, it's the worst. Right. Well, in, it's because that's the wrong spot, isn't it? I mean, at least it usually cauterizes the wound and that's... There's not much you can do. Just get the little sizzle and just oh man, that moment of self-loathing of why do I do this? Yeah, you like get that sizzle and then you like whack yourself in your most sensitive of areas in order to make the burning go away. And you're like, this is this is gonna fix it. This isn't even my race car, and I'm not even being paid to weld this in. (laughs) Yeah, don't just volunteer for this pain. I just do this because for some reason I like this. I I don't even like this guy. So, Adam, maybe the natural uh, transition is to talk about welding roll cages into Chop Top and then talk about safety items for Chop Top. There is no So, Chop Top. TJ, do you know about Chop Top? No, No. it already sounds like I want to. So, so it is, it's the most punk rock road rally that you can do. Okay. Um, So, it is Chop Top Challenge. And I believe if you look it up on Instagram and and all that stuff, it is there. Um, But, uh, the goal of Chop Top is you complete this road rally, and it's got like a, uh, it's got it's like a choose your own adventure type scavenger hunt where you accumulate. Yeah, it's a points. scavenger hunt in cities across the country, and like you start in Chicago, you end in Key West, or you start in Louis in Louisville, and you end in Austin or something like that, you know. And they've done it for it's got to be fifteen years. <laughs> And so it started by the roof off or whatever I'm driving. Is that part of this? That's how you are eligible. Yes. And you can't do it off of a convertible. You have to cut the roof and the windshield off of whatever you're driving. I'm pretty into this dinner plate. The Geo Metro I'm staring at right now. Dude, dude, there somebody this year, um, somebody this year, I think it's the Geo Metro. Uh, so they took the motor out of the Geo Metro and they put in a Harbor Freight five horsepower or 10 horsepower single cylinder <laughs> like gas engine, like a lawnmower farm implement like engine. Predator go-kart engine. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a predator engine. They had a backup in the trunk. They had a backup in the trunk and they made it like a long portion of the way. With like a, it was like a ten horsepower Predator. <laughs> That's awesome. So and so like it's a road rally, it's a scavenger hunt, but like it's also like you you, you have to meet up at these like spots and like so it's a party as well. It's usually like a party when you leave, uh, and 
the guys the guys that started it uh, in 2007. Are you familiar with the Grassroots Motorsports Challenge? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so where you know you can spend as much on the car as whatever the year is. So yep. In 2007, 2008, 2009, um, a group of us did this, uh, and we won it in 2009. And our backup car was the very first Chop Top Challenge car, and it already had the roof cut off. It was a CRX, and this car still competes in like almost every Chop Top Challenge. It was a B16 swap CRX. And we welded the doors shut, cut the roof off. It had my car's old roll bar, you know, which is like an S&W race car's poorly fitting kit roll bar. Is it the um, one on the bottom of the page that has the CTC on the side? Probably. I mean, it's it's the only CRX. So. Oh, it's definitely this one then. Why yeah, the CRX look kind of good like that? Yeah, they do look really good. As a, I mean, they actually sold them. There was a, of all the ones I've seen, it's my favorite. They, they sold them as a as a convertible through whatever that company that convert converts cars to convertibles in the '90s in the U.S. did. They did like Celicas and CRXs and stuff. Really? But yeah, yeah, you, you could buy a CRX convertible. It was uh, I forget what the company is now. It's still around, but uh, they're kind of right. valuable now. So really, really dangerous. Take the roof off a car that's already like not structural and it's bad. So, um, Ooh, I so like this bonus points. Yeah, is like the whole the whole rally is insane. But like, so for like seven years, they started in Chicago, and Luke, my buddy, who like started it with his brother uh, with the CRX, they were like, "Hey, you know how to weld, and you have access to tubing. We have five cars that need roll cages." <laughs> uh, and so like, and th- these dudes would hand me like a hundred dollars. I'd be like, I can't do anything for a hundred dollars, and I just had a child. This is a decade ago. Like, I have to go hang out with my wife for a hundred dollars. I gotta hang out, hang out with my wife. Why would I do this terrible roll bar for you? But I ended up doing probably a dozen of them. Um, it's it's like such the dumbest party, but it's also the least safe thing of all time. So, uh, OG Racing should probably sponsor them and sell a lot of gear. So, it seems like something we should have. I wouldn't put my name. I would not put my name on it if I were you. But I would maybe like hand, like hand out a business card. <laughs> so, <laughs> the least safe thing that I've ever been a part of. So, it looks incredible. I am. No Everybody way. says it's the best. Everybody says it's the best week of your life. But um, I want yeah. a Lincoln Town car, and I want to cut the top off of it now. Well, did, have you seen any pictures? If you're looking through the Instagram, have you seen pictures of the the Cadillac limo from the '80s? I have. That's why that's worth the big body. Yeah. So I I did the roll bar in the back and the front of that one, and then the, <laughs> the next year the car was breaking in half. So we did a bar connecting those two roll bars to structurally strengthen. The car, <laughs> like it was starting to sag in the middle. It was a bad car. It's still around. Too. It still lives. It's the greatest shit. That it it's is. really, it's really bad. <laughs> I, it's awesome. Yeah. No, I am. Safe, uh, safety's lacking. You guys are important. You should hand out business cards. So. Yeah, they, this is uh, awesome. This is like the wildest shit you never knew. Yeah. Yeah, it's the wildest shit that I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, it's like Gambler 500 lemons, yes. uh, meets the highway with scavenger hunt and, uh, and, and bad alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. So got, uh, got a bunch of dumb friends that have done dumb stuff. So. It's pretty excellent. There's a lot of there's yeah. too much dumb stuff on there to keep looking at. There was one year, I think it was like two years ago, where uh, getting me, myself, to ride in a chop top for more than one mile was worth like a stupid amount of points. And like people are like, and like most of the people didn't know who I was. Right. Uh, but, but like Luke and his brother and a half of the, like half of the crew knew who I was. Cause I'd welded them a roll roll bar in their Ford Explorer at one point. And so like people were trying, like seeking me out. And I'm like out on a job site installing windows on somebody's house. And like a chop top cayenne shows up and he's like, get in loser. <laughs> We're, we're getting points. <laughs> we're going around the block. Yeah, it was so stupid. It's the dumbest road rally of all time. So. It sounds great. Anyway. A detail yeah. about the road rally that I thought was super cool is that if you sign up and then back out, uh, you're banned from the series forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> 
It's pretty cool. <laughs> Great rule. It's the most punk rock thing of all time, dude. Car wise. I think it's so, it's just so nuts. It's like, it's nuts. Uh, and we've got like, like one of our lead dudes in grid and he's our pace car driver for GLTC. And he's been, you know, he's been like my right hand man forever. Um, he, I think he's done every single one of them. Like awesome. people love, people love this. So, yeah. So stupid. not to love. It looks fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah like, they, like they once did an event, I think where they finished in Vegas and they like went out into the desert to do something to get points and it rained. Oh, yeah. And they, <laughs> with the limo, with they, the they limo. had the limo and the limo like sunk up to the axles yeah, in the, yeah. the silt and they just got stuck out in the middle of nowhere. They were just like going to die in the desert. <laughs> and they found some dude with like an F three fifty, and they, and this dude rescued them and they were late to the finale. So they lost. <laughs> <laughs> and they just driven from like Chicago. Like it was insane. But uh, going in, going to New Orleans, they like they organized a parade, like an official New Orleans parade, sure. with like ban- with bands and everything, like marching bands, uh, and they had a parade down Bourbon Street with the chop chops. Like it's a it's a whole it's a whole scene, man. It's wild. I, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Crazy thing that I didn't know was a thing. Yeah. So, so, um, so you're gonna be able to attend any more of our events besides uh, chop tops? Tap tops is definitely not an official grid life activity. <laughs> Maybe it should be. Maybe that should be a class. That should be a class. I think that's. I think right. chop top is is how you get put out of business. You can't be real. That's not. A no, real I company. think that might be the end of grid life. That's. Yeah, that's we're just good. trying. We're trying to become a business. So. Yeah, right. You're trying to actually do good, right? Yeah, we're just desperately clawing at sustainability. But the answer to that is yes. I absolutely want to get out to more of your events. I had a great time. Yeah. I'm looking to. Try to get to one that's like there's some sun at. I think that would. Be I think good. you should. I think you should take a road trip next weekend. We're gonna have the biggest one that's ever happened next weekend. So. I want to do that. What's yeah, Gingerman is uh, Gingerman is the that, wild that's one. The that's one, the, right? That, that's the, that's the main one. And I, and it's shaping up to be um, the biggest Gingerman we've ever had. So yeah. I think it'll be our biggest event of all time. How many people do you guys expect? Do you think? Over the weekend, if you, add, I mean, you cumulatively add each day. There's probably going to be pushing over 20 some thousand so the place is packed it's saturday it's probably packing out you know pushing like five thousands of something you know that's incredible eight, right? eight nine thousand so yeah 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 that's yeah, uh saturday's busy it's always busy this one so yeah, it's looking it's looking like last year, Abe, do you remember it, like the camping was a little bit less full than 2019, but we're still like, you know, we we're clawing back from pandemic. It looks like we got no, like almost no camping spots left, which is wild. That's wild. So, yeah, that's uh, the campground is like a quarter mile of just it's a sea of people. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're all doing things that are basically chop top asking. So. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got like uh, last night I was looking through a video from a from a year ago, and uh, you know scooter burnouts that melt into the pavement, uh, breaking into cars because you locked your keys in, and like fast first one to break in wins kind of thing. Uh, we 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 had a weird Saturday night last year. It was fun. So it's all awesome. unit. Yeah. So is one. this time of the year just the most hectic, crazy time of the year for you guys, or does this feel like every other event for you no, guys? No, dude, this is this is it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, we just got back from Rev Up, and we've got one weekend free where we're doing planning for Midwest Festival, and then yeah. as soon as Midwest Festival ends, Midwest Festival starts for like all of us as staff on Wednesday night, mostly, um, yeah. of of next week, and then goes until Sunday. Everybody travels home, and then on Friday, immediately after, uh, a few of us are traveling to do the event with Jay Zilla at Barber. And yep. then after that, I think we have two. It's it's two weeks until the next event. I yeah, think. and then we've got Audubon, and then we've got wow. Honda Meet, and then we've got it's Audubon Honda Meet, and then NJMP Road America, NJMP Road America. Mid Ohio or three weekends in a row. Savage. Uh, and Road America is Road America is uh, we're supporting NASCAR uh, with GLTC and Time Attack. And How's that? Then, is that? Are you guys excited for that? 
Well, I'm super stoked about it. I'm yeah, actually really, really excited. Right. That should be awesome. So are you guys like the support race for that, essentially? Yeah, DLTC, and we have one run group at Time Attack, and we are to support, along with Carrera Cup, we're the support series for Xfinity. So that'd be pretty, cool. pretty dope. That's awesome. Yeah. It was it was yeah, weird to get that really email. Cool. So. Yeah, I bet it was. But you're like, wow, this, we're, we're actually somebody all of a sudden. Like, I, I looked at it, and I was like, really? What is <laughs> You want, you want us to do this? Yeah, it, it'll be a good show. We got sixty-five GLTC cars coming. That the biggest GLTC Hell race yeah. of all time. So, and then what are we at? Middle Ohio weekend after, or like you know six days after, because I think Road America is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Lime Rock two weeks later, and then there's the big break. So yeah, okay. Then we get a, we get a nice break. We do a cut. We do Heartland, and then we get another nice break. We do two California rounds, and then we do PRI and. SEMA and all that crap, but yeah. So we're getting there. Yeah, you guys we're, we're, cool. yeah, we're we're a third of the way through. So yeah. It's um, so yeah. so uh, if there was another one other than the gingerman one to go to, one of the say your second choice of events this year, what would the second choice be? That's a tough thing know. to say because there's an event we haven't done before. I, I can't rule that one out yet, but like of the places we've been, you have to go to Lime Rock. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the one that I, that's been on my radar that I was thinking about trying to hit next. Yeah, Lime Rock was amazing, and then it's also semi-ish close to you. Like, I mean, it's the closest that we're going to be doing besides NJMP. Yeah, but yeah, uh, exactly. Laguna Laguna's got a lot of buzz around it, and it's a long way away. But I mean, time and distance. But um, yeah, at that point, a flight to flight, right? Yeah, Lime Rock. If if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, I think Lime Rock would be the one that I would go to. That's the one I'm. That and Road America are the ones I'm most excited about. Road America is not our event, but like we're going to be a big part of it. And I think it'll be fun. So, dude, that's going to be cool. That's going to yeah. be a really neat weekend. I think it's going to be super unique in our world too, where it's going to be kind of fun. And we've done this before, where we've been the supports. The last four years, we've been GLTC itself, like just our wheel to wheel class, has been the support series for Super Lab Battle Time Attack. Okay. So, so like at Coda. And so, and it's first thing in the year. It's like end of January, early February, early March, and a bunch of different dates. But sure. Um, but uh, but we only do things for like one one cumulative hour a day. So we do like three twenty minute sessions a day. You know, like three twenty five minutes a day. So it's like, what do we do with our hands? Like we're yeah, we, sure, we have sure. time to like walk around and talk and socialize. I'm, I think that's going to be kind of the cool vibe about Road America. Is it's a three day, but we're only doing like an hour and a half to three hours a day. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. So versus versus like even last weekend we did what like ten hot hours on track both days or something. It was it, it wears you out. So so TJ, I just sent you an email. Um, it is maybe my favorite piece of grid life connected media of all time. Um, crispy media came and did an after movie for Midwest in 2019. And the, the, I don't know what it is about that movie, but it like, if you wanted to feel like you were at Midwest, you just watched this. Like the music is perfect. The vibe is perfect. Um, everything about being in Southwest Michigan in the summer is like feels in this video. That one had a lot of different weather too. That was cold and it was hot. It was sunny. It was rainy. It was, it was a lot of different things. So yeah. anyway, well, I think, uh, I think we did a show. We should probably plug OG racing a little bit, tell people to go there and buy some safety gears and, uh, and then try to drag you out to more events, man. Yeah, I absolutely want to get out to more events for sure. Yeah, uh, two weeks is probably a tight turnaround for me just because we're crazy right now. But I think Lime Rock is definitely the next one that I want to be. Yeah, at. we should make a push for that. Let's get you there and get you hanging out. We'll do an in-person show. So yeah, should be fun. We do that, and I'm gonna like yeah. eat food that I'm like familiar with when I go to the next one, so that I'm not like <laughs> dying. <laughs> yeah, you had a little bit of food poisoning at, at Watkins Glen. Yeah, that, I thought that was gonna be the end of me. I thought that was just gonna toss yeah. me into the well, cynical. It could be done. That's what you get for eating the uh, whatever you ate. So. I do, who the hell knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> it's probably gas station beef jerky. It's just probably, like, man. Just punched you in the nose. It's yeah. something. It's, it happens, right? Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the the season's busy and long, but uh, lo- looking forward to having you back out. So yeah, man, I, um, I can't wait for sure. Um, I, I think we have uh, more to talk about later this week because you guys need more helmets, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we gotta we're gonna try to grab uh, a few more for for ride along stuff and for rentals and stuff like that. So I'll shoot you an email tomorrow. But that's easy. Hell yeah, so, we'll make that happen um, for sure. So where, where do people find OG Racing? They they sell safety products, and how do they how do they buy them from you? OGRacing.com is going to be the oh, easiest man. place. It is so hard to remember. I know you're not going to remember it. I'll say it one more whole time. OGRacing.com. I think my I think my daughter, when she was first talking, did a live read for OG Racing like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, OG Racing. <laughs> that, that's probably a better pitch. She, yeah, it might probably be. need another kid to do it for sure. We got to dig up one of those Emma reads. I still get people talking to me about how those were adorable. So. Oh, I'm sure they were. I bet yeah. that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. How old your daughter? Yeah, was, you said she's seven. Nine. She, she's nine now. She's, she's nine. like six feet tall, and she could beat me up. Dude, my daughter's seventeen. I get it. She could definitely take uh, me. She could totally <laughs> whoop your ass. Yeah, she, dude, absolutely for sure. Uh, awesome. Well, OGRacing.com. We appreciate your chats about uh, everything car related. This was a fun one, man. Absolutely. Hope we can do it again, guys. Yeah, we got to put Abe to bed, or he'll turn into a pumpkin. He's on the East Coast. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. See y'all. Well, you're, you, you guys are both on the East Coast. It's always late there. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's uh, two we'll, 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 Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon, man. All right. See you guys. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a gridlight to say hello. Hello.